This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Lay your head down on my shoulder, don't hold it in your hands. Tell me all your troubles and I'll try to understand. I know your heart's still tender and I know that it still hurts But things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse Hello and welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. I'm your host, Dave Vanessa, and I'm here, I'm going to have a chat all about uh, dealing with when you're anxious. I know uh, last time I said I would do a second half of the Centre for Clinical Intervention around how to deal with your emotions when you're feeling emotional distress. Uh, but that was actually quite a big project, and I haven't managed to make it into a smaller enough space to actually share on the radio. So that's going to be put aside, and we'll come to that in a little bit of time. Um, but today I want to talk about 19 techniques to calm a highly sensitive nervous system, which is just, it's kind of very similar information, but it's in a form that I can share on the radio really easily. Because uh, my nervous system is highly sensitive right now, so I'm finding... Having to do things a little bit easier makes things good. So um, before I get into all that juiciness, because it's an article from tidybuddha.com, I want to have a quick word about our sponsor, Progress to Health. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers, and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoroa and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Tauranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress South and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. Now don't stress we missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health and you think, hey, that sounds like something to be really good for myself or for someone else. I do play that ad again at the end of the show, so just stick around, grab a pen and paper and you'll be able to grab all those contact details. Okay, so as I said, 19 techniques to calm a highly sensitive nervous system. I'm hoping I'm going to manage to get through all of them in our show today. So I found this on tinybuddha.com. So T-I-N-Y-B-U-D-D-H-A.com. And Tiny Border, it's just one of those ones. It's the, someone that just sent shares 
like feel good stuff and self care ideas. I follow them on Facebook, which is just Tiny Buddha, and I just they have little snippets every now and then are really great. But I just thought this nineteen techniques to calm a highly sensitive nervous system, and it's an article by Benjamin Fischel. It's just it reads really well for me because as I was talking about last time, actually one of the things that's really important is to recognise if we can't tolerate the distress we're in, if our emotions are just kind of over the top and we're just not coping. And actually finding ways to help ourselves calm down, how to centre ourselves, how to ground ourselves, how to feel okay with what we're feeling is really, really important. So they've got the article starts with a quote from Timber Hawkeye, which is, you can't calm the storm, so stop trying. What you can do is calm yourself. The storm will pass. Benjamin begins the article by sharing a bit of a personal story. The sun is setting, the cold wind is gently blowing in my face, I'm sitting on a rock that's about 10 feet tall overlooking the Peruvian city of Gozo. Gozo? I can hear dogs barking, groups of teenagers laughing, the low hum of traffic and the music blaring in, in cars in the distance. As it goes dark, the lights of thousands of houses begin to flicker on like fireflies. I should be enjoying this picturesque scene, but I'm not. My mind is racing too fast for me to make sense of anything that I'm thinking. The only thing I'm able to fixate on is the intense ball of worry that sits in the top of my chest. Every thought introduces a new problem and a restless attempt to solve it, but the thoughts themselves aren't what that important. They're really just a manifestation of a physical tension that I've been holding onto for too long. This is my life with relentless anxiety. For years I didn't understand why I could get anxious, nor did I have the capacity to relax my body when the physical symptoms came to visit. Was I just born with a sensitive nervous system? Had life experiences conditioned me that, to be that way? Was it both? Ultimately, it didn't matter. Anxiety was there and it was making itself heard, loud and clear. Fortunately, I learned slowly but surely in both my work with others and my own personal experience that anxiety can be tamed and reversed. But it was only after I was, I was able to bring greater awareness to my body and progressively convince my nervous system that I was safe that it was okay to be calm that I was able to make any lasting change. Calming your body and mind doesn't happen overnight. It takes practice, but it is a real possibility. So here are 19 ways to calm a highly sensitive nervous system. Number one, focus on the calmest part of your body. Instead of sitting directly, sitting directly with uncomfortable feelings, sensations and tensions, we can place our attention on what, wherever in your body we can find a sense of calm. By doing that, we, find, we can familiarise ourselves with relaxation and sit with it until it deepens. For example, your legs may be twitching, but perhaps you feel stillness in the back of your neck. Draw your attention there. Now, I imagine if you're like me, you kind of, once you start getting into that super anxious space, it's really hard to kind of focus. So I think actually even just the, the sensation, like taking the practice of calming, like paying attention enough to your body to find the calm part of your body would actually be a very grounding, relaxing sensation. Two, set boundaries and manage your energy wisely. Ooh, we've talked about this in the past, haven't we? If you're dealing with anxiety, then you're burning more energy than you usually would. When your energy is low, it's more difficult to regulate your feelings. That's why it's important to manage your energy wisely and not be afraid to set boundaries and say no to things that you don't feel are in your best interest. It's We've talked about this so much in the past on Fighting Stigma. There are times where we just need to do less than we normally would because actually just doing the baseline takes all of our energy. Like whether you start out with less energy or ability to do cope or do stuff or it's just everything is heightened because you're the distress you're in or the anxiety you're under or whatever's going on. 
So it's actually minimizing the amount of outputs you have so that you can keep like it's effectively it's like not giving away all your water because you're going to need some of the water yourself, right? Like don't spend all your energy elsewhere. You're going to need a bunch for yourself. Three, self-soothe through affirmations. Affirmations are only useful if they're having a helpful impact on your state of being. Repeating positive phrases that you don't truly believe in can actually have the opposite effect. So instead, choose an affirmation that feels true to you, such as, I'm strong enough to survive this panic. And try experimenting with how you talk to yourself, the tone of voice, the pace, the key behind the words. Instead of just on the words you are saying, a slow, calm, reassuring internal voice can be a great tool to calm the body. I I know lots of people have different affirmations they use. I know I know someone who just has that this too shall pass and what they found works for them is they kind of say it a little bit like Gandalf's voice, like even though technically Gandalf was saying you shall not pass, but it's like this too shall pass. And they don't say it out loud, they're just thinking in their head. But it's that that's actually quite calming because that reminds them as much as this is feeling overwhelming, as much as they feel like they're, they're about to die, everything's horrible, right? If you're in the middle of a panic attack, it's just, it's super intense, or you're going into a panic attack. But what they found is like reminding themselves that they know this will pass, it's, it, this too will pass, works really well. And if you know for yourself that there's a certain affirmation that works really well for you, stick to that. If you haven't found one yet, maybe try a few different ones. And maybe try, like as the Benjamin was saying in the article, Try a few, like the tone you use to yourself, the pacing, kind of like the tempo of how you say it, because I find sometimes the tempo of the words can help me relax quite a lot as well. So four, journal from the perspective of your distress. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be interesting. Sometimes your anxious thoughts just need to be respected and expressed coherently by getting them out of your head and down on a piece of paper. Writing from this perspective of stress, exploring what is fueling it and what it wants us to know, also helps us take a step back from our worries. Or alternatively, five, journal from the perspective of your calm. When you write down your stressful thoughts, you can dialogue with reason, with it from the perspective of a calmer and wiser voice. So it's like journaling, but like writing it down from the perspective of either the calm part or the stress part. It'd be quite interesting to see how that goes. Six, try Taoist inner smile meditation. This meditation is one where you feel smiling energy in your body. Most people find this easiest to do by visualizing a smile or bringing a slight smile to their face. The effect of the inner smile meditation is cumulative and it can be an effective way to signal to your brain that you're not under any threat. That just reminds me of the whole idea about laughter, yoga or laugh therapy. It's that whole, if you're smiling or you're laughing, even if you're putting it on to start with, at a certain point it becomes real because actually your body and your brain just go, oh, this is what we're doing. And I have to say, I haven't tried the inner smile meditation. I might give that a go. But laughing therapy, like laughing yoga, really, really works for me. It's fantastic. So seven, finish the sentence, my nervous system wants to. Okay, so if you think about it, my nervous system wants to. Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to say what mine is because it's not very safe for the the, the radio. Uh, It's pretty much runaway screaming. Um, My internet, my nervous system wants to. This is another journal exercise that can help connect your thoughts to your feelings so that you can step back from your, your thoughts. 
You may discover the universe system wants you to take a break, to rest, to get some fresh air. Uh, I think this would be quite an interesting exercise because I don't know about you, but my first couple of answers would pretty much be fight or flight kind of responses. Uh, and it'll be really interesting to see what would be behind that. Like if I give myself the time to journal enough things to actually get to kind of what my nervous system is wanting. And I, I think a break, like a rest, is probably high, high on the list. Eight, commit, sorry, create compassionate imagery. Like the inner smile meditation, compassionate imagery is a way to tell your brain that you are safe and it's okay to relax. You might want to visualize a person or a place, either real or fictitious, where you feel the most calm, the most safe, and the most connected. So it's just like inner visualization. And I know these are really important ones to recognize you choose when to do this. Like if you're about to go on a panic attack, you're possibly not going to choose to do visualizations because it's not going to work for you, right? Like I know for myself, I was going into a um, panic attack, which I had several over the weekend. It's not going to be the time I can do visualizations. That's just going to make me trying. It's going to make it worse, right? But just when you're kind of ramping up and your nervous system's not great, that's probably a good, good time to do that. Nine, increase bodily awareness. Anxiety can feel like it comes out of nowhere, but that's really the cause case. By increasing bodily awareness, either through meditation, yoga, or just regularly checking in with how you're feeling, you can catch early signs of tension in your body before they get too difficult to manage. 10. Slow down to six breaths a minute. Whew. Okay, so I, I, I could try that. Don't know how well that will go. Studies have shown that six breaths a minute seems to be the number at which we get the most benefit in terms of relaxation. As most of us breathe a lot quicker than this, any attempt to reduce the rate at which we breathe with a focus on extending the exhalation is a useful practice. We're not going to do this on the show because um, there'd be like quite a lot of dead air like listening to me attempt to breathe really slowly. But I think that'd be quite an interesting one to try out just to see how it goes. Like maybe don't do it when you're starting to ramp up with anxiety or distress, but actually just pay attention to how, like get a timer for a minute and see how many times you breathe in and out, right? What's the number, right? Like have you doing six in-breaths in a minute? Like that sounds like that's great. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like triple that, quite likely. Uh, but... Like, it would be interesting to find out. But as they say in this article, definitely any work where you're slowing down your breathing, and especially if you're making your exhalations, like breathing out longer, is really good for relaxation and grounding. 11. Play around with your body language. How we position our bodies and physically move through the world has a big impact on our emotional state. And I have to say, there's this real cause and effect kind of like chicken egg, like which one comes first kind of thing. Your body language happens because of your emotional state a lot of the time, but your body language affects your emotional state a lot of the time as well. So like you, you could be hunched over, like curled up, like your hands stuck in your pockets, twitching, um, rubbing your fingers, clenching your hands, right? Because you're anxious and your, body, your nervous system's kind of going a bit haywire. But actually clenching my hands and having hunched shoulders and shaking – all tells my brain something's not right, so it ramps up the adrenaline and anxiety in my system. So it's definitely playing around with your body language can have a really great effect, right? So how we position our bodies and physically move through the world has a big impact on our emotional state. Bringing more awareness to how you're holding your body from moment to moment, how you sit, stand, communicate, etc. can help you address habits of tension. 
It's just about noticing what are the things you regularly do with your body language that might be adding to the stress that your nervous system's under. So 12, establish a mindful movement practice. It can be hard to remember to be aware of our bodies, which is why a daily or weekly embodiment practice is useful. You might want to try yoga, tai chi, or Alexander technique, or any other practice. So it's any other practice where you're purposely, mindfully moving your body, right? Just try to find something that you enjoy and that works for you. And um, I have to say that I think that's a really good one. Like any of these, uh, several of them, got the next one's about dance. So there's several movement ones. One of the things I recognized in my most recent episode of like exceptionally high anxiety was that actually when I start getting really distressed with anxiety, I go into freeze mode. Like I don't do, like I don't do fight or flight. Like I don't do movement. Um, I do clenching hands. I do a lot of shaking, but actually I, I want to curl up and I want to hold myself exceptionally still. Like that feels the safest thing to do. And, but what that means is I don't move, right? So, and if it goes on for an extended period of time, like, so, you know, more than a couple of hours, like a weekend, like whatever time, it means I've done nothing, which of course we all know movement and exercise, fresh air, any of those things, very, very important for us. And so it's kind of holding me back. So having that realization this weekend makes me go, okay, so maybe having a movement practice, whether it's just doing like you do five stretches every morning or you go for a walk or you do some Tai Chi in the backyard, whatever it ends up being can be amazing. So 13, dance. Dancing is a great way to reduce stress and increase your bodily awareness. If you don't like the idea of formal practice, then this might be for you. But the good thing is you don't need to get special training or even leave your house. You can just blast your favorite song and get moving. Literally, it doesn't even matter what type of dance you're doing. Like if you're doing the two-step back and forth, that's fine. If you're giving a good old boogie, if you're reenacting Beyonce's single ladies, perfect. Like whatever you're doing, if you want to like practice doing the um, Michael Jackson's thriller moves all the way down your hallway every time you walk, like go for it. Whatever you want to do, it's just about that movement, that enjoyment, that being in your body. Fifteen. Imagine your mind in slow motion. This is just another trick to break out of unhelpful patterns. An anxious mind will move rapidly, whereas a mind that is intentionally moving slowly will start to move us out of a state of anxiety. Now again, that's another one that I recommend when you're ramping up to like panic attacks, not actually in one, um, just more for the fact that Possibly right when you're in this, like actually trying to slow your mind down might not be the easiest thing to do. And we don't want to try and set ourselves goals that we just, it won't be able to be done because then that will just make us more anxious. But yeah, but trying to like just picture, mindfully picture your mind in slow motion would be really amazing. 16. So laugh, as I talked about earlier. Laughter is another great way to take our body out of a state of stress. And I can just honestly, hallelujah. Amen to this. Like completely, I am all for this. Laughter is amazing. In fact, the reason we laugh might be an evolutionary signal that everything is okay and that the perceived threat has been inverted. It doesn't matter if it feels forced. Your brain will still get the message and you might even find that you end up really laughing anyway. Um, I've talked about laughter yoga in the past. It's amazing. It's literally just a series of exercises where you do different laughing sounds and you just get to a point where, you know, you stop doing the ha 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 and you just start laughing. Like it's amazing. And it's it's really, really good. It feels quite bizarre when you start, but I can't recommend it highly enough if you're someone who's willing to give it a go. 
17. Try chanting or singing meditate uh, try a chanting or singing meditation. Both chanting and singing slow your breathing down and stimulate stimulate the vagus nerve, which is another quick way to transition from a state of fight or flight to rest and digest. Now, Stimulating the vagus nerve is a huge thing. Um, I know when um, I talk to someone, whether it's to my talk myself through it or talking to someone else through, uh, they're starting to get really panicked. And doing, say, the five things exercise, so five senses exercise. So tell me five things you can see, and in between each one, turn your head and look at a different thing and tell me that, right? Because turning your head side to side stimulates the vagus nerve and that helps you come back into rest and digest it stops being the fight or flight movement and so it's just it's it makes quite a difference um but doing chanting or singing like that i think i would never do singing meditation because i have a horror i do not have a good singing voice but chanting like doing a repetitive chant sound like i find that very relaxing um normally i have to have like a like an audio of someone else doing it or someone else with me doing it because i'm not that my anxiety kicks in really around trying to make sure I'm doing it right. So if I'm following someone else, I can totally do it and it's great. But yeah, so just know yourself and see what works. 18. Hum. Some people don't like to chant or sing, but luckily humming goes pretty much, does pretty much the same thing. So if you actually, do, it's just that vocalization and probably the movement of air through your chest um, will make a really big difference. I have to say sometimes humming feels really, really good, right? And the last one, 19. Visualize healthy and rewarding social situations. A lot of bodily tension comes from an unconsciously, per- an unconsciously perceived threat in the world, particularly in the social world. By visualizing healthy re- relationships and positive social situations, either real or imagined, we are convincing the social part of our brain that we're connected and safe. And Benjamin finishes the article with, If my experience with anxiety and my work as a therapist has taught me anything, it's that there is no best way to manage our nervous systems. There is only the way that works for you. By permitting yourself to experiment and play around with different techniques, you'll be better positioned to uncover the most effective way to calm your highly sensitive nervous system. And so that was Benjamin Fischel, who is a transpersonal psychotherapist. So that's, I just think that is like a bunch, though there will be some things in that list that don't work for you. There'll be some that you're like, hey, I've tried that, maybe I'll try it again. Maybe there's some that you're like, hey, I've never tried that, I'm willing to give it a go. Maybe there's some that you kind of combine or adjust slightly to see if they fit for you. As he said, there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's just the ways that work for you, right? No one's the same. Like you might find that you have a friend who has something they do that you're like, hey, I'll give that a go and it works for you. But that's, yeah, it's it's not about that's the best thing to do for everybody. It's just the one that works for you. But one of the things we do know works is talking to each other. Having someone that you can talk to that you know can actually listen and actually be a safe space can make a really big difference. But a lot of times we don't have anyone. So what I'm going to do now is do our series of support lines that I do at the end of every show of Fighting Stigma. So grab a pen and paper and write these down. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now that's pretty much what it's called, so need to talk. 1737. It's a free call or text service and it's available 24 7, um, so 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with a trained counsellor and this service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text. 1737.
The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a crisis assessment team, they're part of the community mental health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800 And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now, the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. Um, you may have seen some of their ads around, like the um, with John Kewen. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So, Depression Helpline, 0800 111 757. Now, the if you just have someone, you need someone safe to talk to. They're available from 8 a.m. in the morning to midnight. And they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now, the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line. It's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family, and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line. It's for general health, medical, um, medical health, physical health, and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body, you don't know what's happening. You're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 116, and that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whanau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Totoko, which is 0508 828 865. Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508744633. And the last number that I want to give you is I want to give you the outline. Now this is a gay and lesbian outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, so the outline, the number is 0800 688 5463. That's pretty much all we have time for today. So hopefully that's given you a few ideas of how to look after yourself and help calm your sensitive nervous system. If you're anything like me and your nervous system is just out the wazoo with anxiety and stress and just feeling like everything's a little bit overwhelming. But from us all here, take care.
At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 5757. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.